This episode of the Doing It For The Kids podcast is supported by AXA Business Insurance. Because let's face it, running a business is hard. Doing it around kids, even harder. So hurrah for AXA making something easy. You can tailor your policy to fit your business, so you only pay for what you actually need. They'll also give you access to a very useful helpline for any legal and tax questions you might have. Probably not so useful when trying to negotiate a small person to eat broccoli. Look, even Frankie got covered a few years ago, right? Yes. When I finally got it sorted, I genuinely slept better at night, which is saying a lot because I had a newborn baby at the time. Protect your work, your tools, your reputation, let's face it, your livelihood, and sort it as easily as your kids spilling peas on the floor. Again, work hard, insure easy. Search AXA Business Insurance. And here's the growing up bit. AXA Insurance UK PLC is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority, regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. That's a lot of authority. That is more authority than I've got over my two kids. I'm just going to change my jumper because I can't. I've totally forgot that we fucking filmed this now. Should have washed my hair. Oh, it's even worse. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you. Hello, you're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie and this is Steve. Hello! Yes, each episode we take a question from the Doing It For The Kids community, we do our best to answer it, but we start each episode by looking back at the last one. Last time we were talking about... How to get your very first clients. Lily Rice got in touch. Hey Lily! who said, a good episode to refresh our minds, even for those of us who have been here for a while, goes to check own Insta bio. Just wanted to say my first gig was a 10k job from a cold call email. Not a brag. Sadly, that money went to pay off a startup loan from my previous brand. But just putting it out there that cold call emails can work well with the right setup. What a story. I love it. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Shania Twain! Yeah, why not? You go, girl. Leanne Mallinshaw says, This episode makes me wish I could go back in time and do everything differently. P.S. Poor sausage dog. <laughs> <laughs> did you get my birthday card I sent you with the sausage dog? Yes, I did. Oh, shit. Did I not message you about that? No. Oh, I'm so but sorry. But that's fine. Old age, <laughs> you forget things. I did get that. I was and so made proud me about finding the sausage dog wearing a party hat. Also, turns out one of our neighbours has got a sausage dog. <gasps> me and my daughter were coming back from the park. We were approaching our house. This car stopped. The door opened. This dog just like, boom, appeared out the car, running towards us at high speed. <laughs> This tiny little sausage dog with the tiny legs going, <laughs> and then like his owner behind him going, "Stop, Mildred!" or whatever it was called, I don't know. Mildred. And my daughter was ecstatic because she got to play with the sausage dog. Oh. And I was ecstatic because I barbecued it later on a stick. Yeah, how are you? Older, wiser. It was my birthday, and I was really ill, and it was really shit. <laughs> There we are. It's a lovely story for the podcast. (laughs) Well, basically, we made the mistake of going on holiday. We took a long weekend away in a place where lots of other families go and touch things. 
And in a post-coronavirus world, I said to Rob on the last day, I was like, if we don't come back from this holiday without some sort of illness, it'll be a miracle. Four days later, snotty noses, coughing. My daughter had a fever. She was off nursery for most of the week. And then I was the most ill the day of my birthday. That sucks. It does, really. I had I had a cry on my birthday. <laughs> God. Oh, I listened to some podcast about motherhood and just had a long, a long cry. I did feel better for it, though, to be fair. How are you? Yeah, good. In the past two weeks, I've made two very brilliantly middle-aged purchases. The first one was pressure washer. Oh, yeah. We got one of those. So satisfying. God, the power. Have you watched pressure washer porn yet? Because, oh, my days. (laughs) What's that? Where have they put in the... I don't mean actual porn. I just mean satisfying pressure washer videos on TikTok. wow. (laughs) I could get into that, honestly. It's so good. Once I've started my air fryer channel, I'm going Mm. after the pressure hose. (laughs) It was because I used to pay these people locally to wash our car, Mm -hmm. right? And I'd sit Mm -hmm. in the car and I would think, they look like they're having so much fun with the pressure hose. Mm -hmm. So I bought one. Yes. (laughs) I advocate that decision fully. Well done. And then yesterday... I found myself Googling best compost bins <laughs> for 2023. <laughs> Gardener's World did not disappoint. Did you go for a sunken one? Because they're very hip at the moment. The no. ones you put in the ground? No. Okay. I mean, that just sounds like somebody's going to fall into it, doesn't it? That just sounds like a disaster <laughs> it's got a waiting lid to happen. On it. <laughs> um, no, I went for a hot composter. Nice, yeah. Don't you wish your compost was hot <laughs> like. Mine. Yeah, it's a hot composter, so we can put everything apart from bones in there, as far as I can mm-hmm. tell. Come on. Yeah, great. I bought it an insulating jacket so that I can keep it warm <laughs> all throughout the year. Honestly, it's going to be warmer than our son who <laughs> refuses to wear a coat. But our compost heat, <laughs> our compost heat will. Episode 94, we've got a question from Sophie Greenwood of inkandbear.co.uk. Sophie says, I recently invested in a rebrand of an online event that I run called Super Seconds Festival. I worked with an illustrator, Vicky Hughes, and loved the process from start to finish. I loved setting a brief and having someone else be able to do the work a million times better than I could do it. Now, I'm slightly addicted to the idea of getting people to support my business. So my question is, what's the best thing you've ever invested in slash outsourced in your business and what's on your wish list for the future? It's quite hard to compare all the things because we haven't outsourced all the things. But my gut reaction is the first one has to be accounting, accountancy, right? Right. Honestly, I don't know why I put it off for so long. (laughs) I didn't have an accountant for seven or eight years and it was fine. I did it and I managed to sleep the rest of the year without being afraid that HMRC was coming for me. But now I've got one. I mean, no regrets whatsoever. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? It's such a classic trope, but like they can save you money, even though you're spending money on them. A good accountant, obviously, they have all the knowledge about everything and what you can expense and what you can't. I mean, there, there were at least three things that I had no idea I could expense. And also just... Having the reassurance of somebody available all year to ask questions to. What else have I outsourced? I have hired a few writers to do Mm. blog posts. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that would either be me kind of like dictating my thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. like into Otter or whatever I was using at the time, and then somebody else writing up a blog post. 
Or I would simply say, hey, here's a topic. Here are some quotes from the Being Freelance podcast. Go fill your boots. Do your magic. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I've also done very similar. Basically, those blog posts wouldn't exist if I right. hadn't them. <laughs> because it's the stuff, maybe it's the stuff which is always on your to-do list of right. like, yes, I could do that. But literally, it's always at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Always. Yeah. If there's stuff on your list like that, however you need to get it done, go find the person who can do it. With something like something creative like copywriting or whatever i mean loads of people offer regular packages but you can just do a one-off thing so if you've got a small budget they can do like a, a batch of blogs or whatever it is you need and then you can come back to it again when you've got some more money yeah you don't have to feel like tied into this expense necessarily i outsource things in my business that i simply can't do like animation and videographer like going out and filming stuff mm-hmm. i can edit video right but one of the best things I did last summer was we had a project going on. I had an animator, I had a videographer, and normally I would have edited it, but we needed to do it in August. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not working in August. <laughs> so I agreed with the videographer that they would edit it. And then I would basically mix nice. it in with the animation at the end when I came back from my holiday. I made less money, but yeah. I was also doing less work. Well, you got a month off, so... Right. <laughs> totally worth it i do find it's really easy to outsource the things that i can't do yes but i use them in client work so there's obviously a way that i make money out of mm-hmm. it and it's all it's not just my own marketing mm. it's just my business yeah there is a difference there isn't there between bringing somebody in as part of the marketing for your business versus essentially subcontracting to somebody else as part of a project that you're getting paid for Graphic design. Everyone needs to invest in graphic design. No, but really, (laughs) really. Even if you're using Canva, you need some semblance of... A brand? Well, yes, actually. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, the things where I have paid someone else to design, like create things for Mm -hmm. me, they just look not even a million times better. Five million times better. Mm. I mean, obviously, I'm a graphic designer for anyone that doesn't know. (laughs) So I'm obviously going to push for you to pay... I mean, we could do a whole episode on this alone. I work in Canva a lot. I work with clients to create templates in Canva. I give them like the tools and advice to make Canva look like them. Because as much as Canva is amazing, when everybody's bloody using it, you just become, you know, everyone's churning out the same shit, basically. (laughs) You need to be identifiable. Another thing I've outsourced, legal documents. Oh, yes. Again, a bit like accounting, you can put off and tell yourself you don't need it and tell yourself you can't afford it. But the peace of mind to have those bits of paper Mm. available to me, most of the legal things are templates that I use again and again with different clients. Yeah, to have that just feels brilliant. I'll tell you one thing I did once outsource, which I didn't have a good experience with. Uh Uh-oh. Beep, beep, beep. Sorry. Podcast editing. Ah. I did it because at the time I was very busy with all my client work. Mm-hmm. This person approached me, said, hey, do you need help with your editing? And I thought, well, actually, I do. Mm. That cold email worked. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> I edit podcasts. So I could always do it better than them, mm. frankly. I don't, no no offence. <laughs> but it meant that I was listening back. Instead of just receiving the file and saying, yeah, that's fine. I was always going back with changes and it would have just been easier for me to make the changes. It would have been easier for me just to do it. What I came to realise eventually was I was better off editing it myself, but then paying someone else to sort out the transcription Mm -hmm. and the show notes. Yes. So nowadays I still do that myself. 
but that's because I've got the time to do it myself. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was really busy with client work. Mm-hmm. I would pay someone to do to upload the audio, to create the web page, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I guess it for me that whole learning curve was about I'm gonna stick to the bit which I'm good at, but I'm really good at and comfortable with, but I'm gonna outsource the bit which I'm okay at, I'm good at it, but really there's no need for me to be doing it. Someone else can do that. Yeah, like we've talked about outsourcing editing this podcast. And then we were both like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Like sometimes you have to admit defeat and accept that. Well, not accept. Celebrate the fact that there are some things that no one else can replicate that you do bloody well. And you should outsource other shit to allow you the time to do the thing that you're really good at. What's that? Vegetable crisp. Oh, they can do one. They're not crisps. <laughs> I really like them. What's not to like? Super salty, crisp, crunchy. Uh. Okay, so Sophie said, what's the best thing you've ever invested in slash outsourced in your business? And what's on your wish list for the future? Mm-hmm. Wish list. Social media. Yes, definitely on mine. Bane of my life, no? It's a tricky one because you still need to be there to respond to it yes. so i think i would love to get somebody to create and schedule all the things for example for yes. the being freelance podcast and community and the course and all of that but then obviously i'll still be around to interact with it yeah my my dream is like somebody batch creates a load of content yeah. and then i give it gives it to me and i can put it out when i want to put it out yeah why are we both not doing that i don't know <laughs> I spent an entire afternoon making a post about incontinence last week. I mean, that was a really good post. <laughs> good. We both agreed on that one. Suddenly become a co mentoring session. So write that down. <laughs> okay, another thing for my wish list. And I, again, I should do this hire someone to do a really good sales page, mm. A, for the course. And also for the community. Mm. I hate the word sales page, by the way. But we all know what that means, don't we? Information that encourages you to buy something. Yeah, the convince you that this is actually Mm. the thing that you need because you do need it. I know you do, Paige. That page. (laughs) Catchy, yeah. There is a lot of psychology. There are people who are really skilled at laying out a web page to get the best effect. So I might still have to build it in Squarespace or whatever, but to mm-hmm. have somebody go, yes, this is this is what will work. Because the fact is, I might only have one chance, right? Somebody might land on that course page once. Mm-hmm. And if it's a bit shit, then people might not buy it, even though it's good for them. And that's just a shame for them and for me. So that's what I need to do. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah, as an extension of that, on my wish list would definitely be website stuff generally it's the classic thing for me of like my portfolio never gets updated my personal website is persistently five years out of date even when i've just updated it just feels like it's never ending the biggest barrier for me is a graphic designer like people are like oh just whack up some nice pretty pictures of the work you've done no mate it's not that simple i've got to edit all of those images i've got to do mock-ups of product you know often there's like a lot of photoshopping that goes on behind the scenes to make it look shit hot for your portfolio that you put out publicly you could do that um, on canva <laughs> so yeah it's something i could do pay like a photoshop whiz to do those images for me or i don't know something to allow me to get that bloody job done because it's never done and there is the thing isn't it about thinking okay what is the job mm-hmm. what are the elements to that job 
what can I get someone to like the best outsourcing happens when you can really break it down and give a really good brief to each person as to what they're going to do yeah but also you have to consider what can you afford to do not just like Mm. what is the job what is the problem but what can you afford because it's all very well going oh I'll outsource all the things but if you can't bloody afford it you don't have a profitable business do you yeah I think that's really important because Sophie says I'm now slightly addicted to the idea Mm -hmm. of getting people to support my business. But the fact is, it is a business and it still needs to make sense. And so there is there's this fine line between being someone like me who is quite clearly going, I'm not going to even add to my overheads. I'll do everything myself. Not necessarily a great idea. Mm. But also the person who just outsources everything without really thinking, okay, what is going to be the return on investment? What is that actually going to achieve if I do that? Because there's so many things that we could get someone to do. But like, if you're paying someone to schedule an upload to your Twitter... When in fact, your clients aren't even bothering with your Twitter. There's no one there and nothing's coming from it in the first place. Well, then you're just investing in a dead end. So, you know, much better to focus your energy and your resources, your finances on the things which will make a difference. Yes, I think that's a lot to be said for outsourcing as a freelancer and specifically as a parent who is a freelancer. Like your time is so fucking tight, right? Mm. And one of the ways you can open up more time for yourself is by paying somebody else to do certain things but we all know that there are expenses around having children that we are just ticking away at our overheads anyway so deciding what to spend and how much to spend is something you need to really think about well done sophie for outsourcing the deliberation of what you might outsource to us too (laughs) (laughs) that was a job well done and well done for like paying somebody for the first time because i do think that is a bit of a moment isn't it yes it is yeah i remember outsourcing for the first time and it feeling like really really good and like she says it is addictive there is something deeply deeply satisfying about paying another freelancer (laughs) and paying them on time (laughs) i'm excited for you sophie you're going to do more cool stuff with more cool people and outsourcing can feel and do good for you and the person that you're you're paying feels good everybody involved who doesn't want to feel good i'll tell you who doesn't want to feel good the person who eats vegetable crisps what is wrong with those people 25 percent less something or other joy (laughs) (laughs) okay we're out of time but we would love your comments so please what i mean what's your experience of outsourcing Uh, What was the best thing you've ever outsourced in your business? What is on your wish list for the future? Let us know. Or for that matter, maybe you outsourced something and it didn't work out. All comments welcome wherever Frankie is posted about this on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or, most crucially, in the Doing It For The Kids community. Come and join us. Go to doingitforthekids.net. And we need your questions for a future episode. They can be anonymous if you need them to be. Get in touch. And if you haven't been listening to Steve's other podcast, Being Freelance, you've already missed three episodes of the latest series, oh. one of which features a freelance parent. Actually, three of the four episodes. Most recently, Anna Rogan in Australia. So much of her episode is about how mm. she works around her family. You've got to listen. She, she sells her time according to term time. Great episode, Anna Rogan. Nice. Go find it, beingfreelance.com or wherever you got this podcast. Totally forgot to mention that we're having a meetup in April 27th. Woo! All the tickets have gone, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but you can join the waiting list if you're in the community. The link's in there. Um, and we're going to be having one in Manchester. So Northern Crew, do not fret. We are coming to Manchester in October. More details coming soon. So my passport has expired. I'm trying to find a photo booth. Anyway, there's one in our local supermarket, Jobby. I'm getting old because they were like, please make sure your eyes are between these two lines, right? So I was like, oh, okay. So I stood up to wind the seat, <laughs> right? Because right. that's what one does in a photo booth. And literally, I just instinctively got up to wind the seat, realised that the seat was this large, bright orange-like cushion, basically. And I was like, this doesn't move. Then I realised you touch the screen and the camera moves inside the machine. I don't have to move. The camera moves. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been with you on that. So the the swivel thing wasn't moving? There was no swivel thing. The whole experience made me very nostalgic for... Your old face? (laughs) Yeah, and that. (laughs) 